At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. What up, folks? Welcome in. It is The Edge here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Got a good show on tap today. Brian Edwards. Senior handicapper over at Vegas Insider is going to join us in 30 minutes. He has a new win total that he's added to the portfolio, rumor is. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about that in a little bit more as we continue to go through our edge preseason top 40 as we are getting closer and closer to the top five, Matt. We also, of course, have big news in the National Football League, which we'll get to in about five minutes from now. Deshaun Watson, NFL, they have settled. 11 games and a fine for Watson. So we know what the, um, at least, absence is going to be like for Watson when it comes to next season. But we're going to begin with a couple of other things before we get to the Watson news. Uh, first and foremost, your guy, Justin Herbert. Your, what are your top five quarterbacks in the National Football Number five. Yeah? yeah? We did the list yesterday here on the edge, our top ten quarterbacks. I've got Herbert at number five. He was the number six pick in the 2020 draft. So the VSEN Pro Football Betting Guide is going to be out in about a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be working on this all weekend, trying to get it out as soon as possible. I worked on the AFC West and uh, JVT, my question today is, how seriously do you take Justin Herbert as an MVP candidate? We've got some audio from a former NFL GM who's predicting Herbert to be the MVP and the Chargers to make the Super Bowl. Mm. Are you buying that or not? Uh, right now, Herbert at Circus Sports plus 925. You're going to find him around uh, most books in the 10 to 1 range to win MVP. I don't think that's a great value with so many... Elite candidate, Agreed. candidates, and uh, you know a lot of people prefer to take um, swings at long shots anyway. Uh, but Justin Herbert last year finished number two in the NFL in passing yards, five thousand fourteen. 
He started 32 games in his first two years. He holds NFL records for most passing yards and passing touchdowns, 69, in a player's first two years in the league. Are you buying the Chargers getting over the hump? Herbert to be in the MVP conversation, and is this a team you think can win the AFC? I'm going to lean a little bit more to the no than I would toward yes, because here's my problem. And since you wrote the AFC West, you can speak on this with a little bit greater detail than I. But when going over the Chargers in the offseason and getting ready for this season, the one thing that bothered me is they did nothing, almost nothing, to address their biggest weakness, which was their run defense. Their run defense was terrible last mm-hmm. year. Across the board, bottom 20s in a lot of defensive metrics when it came to defending the run. And, I mean, you tell me, did I miss a massive addition to the interior of that defense? Because Kyle Van Noy is great. J.C. Jackson's fantastic. But all perimeter pieces, when you're talking about one of the things that really bothered you as a team last year, it's that. And thus, I would think, holding back Justin Herbert, who as a starter is 15 and 17, and I would think it's really not a lot of his own fault. It's been a defense and pieces around him that have failed him. So why would I believe he can get over the hump when his defense and the massive weakness they have is largely going to remain the same? Yeah, the Chargers in yards allowed ranked 30th in run defense last season. <laughs> it was bad. Uh, it was really bad. Now you add Khalil Mack, <clears throat> you add J.C. Jackson. Jackson is an elite cornerback. Yep. Uh, Khalil Mack's a rush. He's an edge rusher, essentially. Uh, those guys are not going to make a huge difference in the run defense. The, the Chargers made a couple other smaller uh, additions. I'm not sure how much better that run defense is going to be, but Derwin James being healthy the entire season would certainly help a lot. Uh, that's got to be the weakness, I think, of the Chargers. Until they prove that their run defense is that much better, that's going to be a problem. And, and uh, but, really quickly, because yeah. it sounds like I avoided the question, for me to expand on that, that would mean then, like, is this Chargers team going to be like 10-7, and seven, Right. Because of how defense, like, is that an MVP type record? Can Justin Herbert put up MVP ish type numbers, but they finish like 10 and 7, make it as a wild card? Would that be enough to mm-hmm. win an MVP? Because I would say probably not. All right. Well, let's hear what Mike Tannenbaum has to say. You want to hear Mike Tannenbaum? I do. He was on ESPN's Get Up. He former, follows me on Twitter. What's up, Mike? Does he really? Yeah. Former, G, former <laughs> GM of the New York Jets, uh, ESPN analyst, talking about Justin Herbert and a bold prediction. Two words Justin Herbert. And taking nothing away from Kansas City, Justin Herbert can stand toe-to-toe with this Kansas City offense, and they are absolutely loaded on both sides of the ball. And while Kansas City lost a great player, Tyreek Hill, the Chargers added Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson, and this guy right here is going to be the league MVP. And when you look at their weapons, they're just as good as what the Chiefs had. And taking nothing away from the Hall of Famer Andy Reid, the future Hall of Famer Patrick Mahomes, this is the year that Justin Herbert gets over the hump and takes the charges to the Super Bowl. Wow. That's a lot. Said a mouthful. Does he get over the Is he already at the point where he has a hump to get over? It's well, only his third year. I think the Chargers have been trying to get over I was the hump say, for a there's long a hump, time. There's a big hump for the Chargers, so <laughs> automatically it's, it's more, his hump, I guess. It's more about the Chargers. He kind of yeah. assumes uh, all the baggage from the past. I would think he's more about turning the corner than getting over the hump. Yeah, I... Obviously, uh, winning that Week uh, 18 game in Las Vegas last year would have gone a long way, I think, in launching uh, the Chargers. Uh, but they came up short and lost to the Raiders 35-32 in overtime. Couldn't get to the playoffs. I think uh, I'm, I'm going to, as, as big a Justin Herbert fan as I am, I'm going to pass on the MVP bet mm-hmm. at 10-1. Uh, to 1. I'm even, I would even lean under the total of 10 in terms of wins. When you look at the AFC West – and I like the Chargers' chances. Uh, they could potentially win that division. Top to bottom, it's the toughest division in the NFL. It's going to be difficult, even the Chiefs, uh, for any team to get to 11 wins mm-hmm. in that division because your uh, schedule inside the division is so difficult. So 
If you can find a win total of 10.5, which is out there right now, bet MGM, you have to lay 150 on the under. I would play under 10.5 on the Chargers wins. I think they're going to be around a 10-win team. I, like I said, I think it's going to be really tough to get to 11 in that division. What they did do with the offense is they added Gerald Everett, veteran tight end. They drafted Isaiah Spiller, a running back from Texas A&M in the fourth round, and Zion Johnson from Boston College to strengthen that offensive line. I think it's one of the better offensive lines in the NFL. I'll, yeah. I'll rank it somewhere in the top 10. Uh, Rashawn Slater was a great pick the previous year. Slater is the uh, left tackle. They drafted him from Northwestern in the first round. I think you feel good about, what, four out of the five positions pretty much uh, along the offensive yeah, line? Yeah, I'd say four out of five is accurate. And you look at Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, uh, you've got a lot of weapons on that offense. But like you said, the question is run defense, and that might hold this team back. But in general, I think it's tough to, to bet any of these AFC West teams over these win totals of 10 or 10 and a half mm -hmm. Uh, when you're talking about a schedule uh, that difficult. Uh, Let me, can I point one more thing out to you, which is kind of under the radar? Okay. When you're talking about a Chargers win total, they've essentially got only seven home games Correct. because one of their home games is against the Rams on January 1st, and that's more of a home game for the Rams. Yep. So are you going to bet over a win total of 10 or 10 and a half when a team's only got seven true home games? Yeah, I think that's something that's very much worth pointing out. And while home field over the last few seasons has been worth less and less, it is still worth very something. It's something. And yeah. the Chargers do have to deal with that. And it's already a weaker home field throughout the season when you're not facing the other in-city yeah. team, right? Uh, now you have to face them on essentially what's going to be a road game for you. Uh, so with that, quarterbacks always, of course, the focus of analysis when it comes to the National Football League. We have the news today with Deshaun Watson. It has been settled. It's going to be 11 games, if you've been buried under a rock. Uh, it's going to be 11 games, and it's going to be a $5 million fine for Deshaun Watson, who will be out now, as we know, for those 11 games. Now, we can talk about the adjustments here, and if you'll notice, there's not really that crazy of an adjustment because I think a lot of operators went with the assumption that he was going to be gone anywhere from eight to the rest mm -hmm. of the season, right? Yep. Uh, and when I, I wrote the AFC North and the AFC East for the guide, and for the AFC North, I wrote my preview of the Browns, assuming he was going to be out for essentially the entire year. Um, so we get this case now. Adjustments, Super Bowl odds, really no movement. 30 to 1 to 30 to 1 to win the AFC from 16 to 1 to 20 to 1 to win the AFC North plus 320 to plus 380. And the win total gets shaved uh, down one win from 9.5 to 8.5. So no return on Monday night for Deshaun Watson, like we, as we expected. It's going to be 11 games. How much does this change your opinion of whatever your opinion was on Cleveland as we headed into the year? Uh, not that much, uh, really, because I, I, you know, after the six-game suspension was handed down, <clears throat> you kind of expected at that point, okay, the NFL is going to increase this to 10 or it's going to be a full season. Mm -hmm. I didn't think Watson looked very good at all in last week's preseason game. Okay, it was three series. Uh, but he was one for five for seven yards, and it kind of confirmed my suspicions that this guy's been out of football almost for two years. You know, by the time by the time he comes back, it's going to be basically two years he's been sitting out. He's been practicing, but it's not the same. He's not going to come back, I don't think, right away and light it up. Uh, I still think the Browns are going to be around an eight or nine win team. So mm -hmm. I really believe the win total adjustment here is probably right, and it's going to come down to the wire. The, the decision on the win total is probably going to come down to the last – a few weeks when the Browns host the Saints, play at Washington, and play at Pittsburgh in Week 18. Uh, how ironic is it, by the way, that Justin Herbert, or excuse me, not Herbert, Deshaun Watson comes back, uh, JVT, in Week 13, right? Mm -hmm. Against the Texans yeah. in Houston. Yep.
It's almost like it was done on purpose. I think uh, the NFLPA and Watson's camp really had no choice here but to throw in the towel, right. so to speak, uh, oh. because you had to accept uh, – if they, if the NFL was going to offer anything less than a full season, I think you, uh, you had to accept it from Watson's yeah. side. So I got to tell you, the one the, the notion that I've kind of been like tinkering with as we enter the year, especially after I wrote up a little bit more about Cleveland, uh-huh. um, is I think my position going into the year is to bet on Cleveland kind of early. From a game to game standpoint, I think Jacoby Brissett's going to surprise people by how well he plays early. But then, like I've said, the more that yep. guy plays, the more he gets exposed. Well, and if you look, like part of the thing too is, and I think I've pointed this out before, if you look at their opponents uh, on the first, especially the first early uh, part the of the year, first four games about as soft as I'd it gets. The first six, I mean, you're talking about Patriots, Chargers, Falcons, Steelers, Jets, Panthers. I don't know why I'm going backwards today in right. terms of the list, uh, but. We're talking about teams that all rank 15th or lower in rush defensive DVOA last year. Like that's that is a schedule that is tailor made for Jacoby Brissett and the Browns to take advantage of. Mm-hmm. And especially when you're like, for example, one spot has the Panthers up to one and a half point favorite. You can throw that on the teaser and get your seven and a half, and you include another leg. Little things like that. I'm going to be looking to support Cleveland. I think relatively early because I think the market might be a little overzealous and like the drop off here. Because I, I mean, how do you factor drop off for a guy that hasn't even played for this team yet? Right. That's the right. other thing. So. I think you're always in the NFL trying to capitalize on public overreactions. Yeah. A lot of people think the Browns are going to stink early. They'll probably surprise people, I think, and Brissett will play better. At Carolina, home against the Jets and Steelers, at Atlanta. I don't think Jacoby Brissett could ask for a better four games. Same holds true for the Browns when you're looking at the first month without Deshaun Watson. All right, well, it is uh, Thursday. You know what that means. We've got a preseason game tonight. We can touch on that line move in a little bit more. We also have our Edge preseason top 40 poll to continue. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. 
I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe will win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Yo, VSIN College Football Guide's out now, folks, and our NFL Guide drops next week. Our experts provide profiles of every team with team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Remember, only way to get access to this year's football betting guide is to become a VSIN All-Access subscriber. Sign up on our discounted football special. Get all access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only $175. Or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to vsin.com slash subscribe for all options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Check it all out, folks. NFL guide work ending up today in the hands, well, digital hands, of Ben Fox and company. Fired up about college football. It's right around the corner, buddy. I'm super excited about that. What, we are eight days away from college football? Yep. Oh, week zero. And there's some pretty decent games when it comes to week also zero. Also fired up about NFL preseason week two, which kicks off tonight in Seattle. Wow. Let's talk about that. What a tease. That's not a tease. Seahawks. Minus three and a half with a total of 39 and a half. Uh, we know the news around Seattle. We talked about this the other day. Drew Locke not going to play for the Seattle Seahawks. Top positive COVID test. Uh, incumbent starter, you know, assumed starter, I should say, not incumbent. Uh, Geno Smith is going to get a little bit of time, it seems, for the Seattle Seahawks today. Maybe not much. We'll see what that's going to mean, at least in terms of Locke not being available. And for the Chicago Bears, you said it the other day, and I would assume, I have not seen a report to confirm this or not, I would assume you want to see something positive out of your offense uh, when it comes to your starters, considering how poorly it went for Justin Fields and the offense when they took on Kansas City last weekend. Well, especially when you have a new coach. Yeah. Matt Eberflus probably wants to uh, see this offense pick it up a little bit. Held scoreless in the first half against Kansas City. I think you've... Uh, Gave up quite a few pressures and sacks in a small sample size. You know, not only that, your first team defense got uh, bulldozed. And the it Chiefs did. stood right down the field on the Bears and scored. So I think and it wasn't even like a dynamic. It was like power eye formation, dink and dunk, and like <laughs> running on first down. It was it was a very bland looking Chiefs team that took you downfield. Yeah. So I think actually, uh, if you're a new coach of the Bears, and a lot of people are just uh, dogging your team right now, let's put it that way. The Bears are catching a lot of criticism from all angles. I think you want to put these guys out there and see something positive happen, and also. Uh, See some, have some positive film to show these guys when they get back uh, from this trip. But the Bears, there wasn't much good to take away. Even though they won that first game 19-14, to 14, they were down two touchdowns early, and it was uh, garbage time where they came back to beat the Chiefs. Uh, so your backup quarterbacks behind fields are Trevor Simeon and Nathan Peterman. How much uh, confidence do you have in those two guys? I don't think I, – <clears throat> I don't necessarily like Peterman. But I think Simeon is a guy who in the preseason could probably lead a couple scoring drives. Well, he did, right? He threw two touchdowns against Kansas City. He did last week, yeah. and he was a big reason that the, the Bears won that game. I I think a lot of people are kind of counting out the Bears in this game. I'm not going to do that. I'm not laying the points with the Chiefs. I'm actually not going to bet the Bears. The Seahawks, but if, right? Oh, excuse yeah, me, yeah. Seahawks. 
Yeah, the Bears beat the Chiefs last week. But here, here's the deal. If I had to bet this game, I'd probably take the points with the Bears or at least look to bet the Bears maybe in the second half because I, I think um, there's a little bit more urgency on that side. If you watch the first game, the Seahawks quarterbacks actually played pretty well. Mm-hmm. And uh, going into tonight's game with Drew Locke out, you probably don't want to risk Geno Smith too much. I think you're going to see a lot of Jacob Eason tonight. I'm not sure that's a really good thing for the Seahawks. Yeah, I would agree on all fronts. And, and like, if you look a little bit deeper, the thing, too, like that was so disappointing about Justin Fields, and again, it's a small sample size, is if you really look at it, a lot of it wasn't his own fault. Yes, he stepped into a sack, but the limited 10 dropbacks that you had graded out relatively well. If you look at his ability to scramble, as we know, the athleticism, mm-hmm. had a dropped pass as well. Uh, of course, not his fault. I think when you're looking at the reps from Simeon and Fields in a game like this, I'm with you. I put a little something on on Chicago at plus three and a half. Did you? Yeah, I think the markets might be a little a little overzealous here, to your point. And here's the thing. I mean, we're talking about how poorly that game went for Chicago from a preseason sense. They won. <laughs> right? Like, that's mm-hmm. the other part about it. So I think given everything, yeah, I put a little on Fields and the Bears expecting, I think, a relatively solid performance and, and kind of buying on the overvalued nature in the market. Yeah, by the way, the Seahawks opened four and a half in this game. It's down to three and a half. The total opened 41, and that's down to 39 and a half. Yep. So I'm in. Let's go, Justin. Don't let me down. This is the first time I believe in you. All right. Anyway, <clears throat> we move on from there because I have a bet on them under the wind total, and I think they're going to be spectacularly awful in the regular season. Talking about the Bears? Yeah. Oh, we both yeah. have under yes. wind total bets on the Bears. Yeah. Uh, the Edge preseason top 40. We get to number seven, Matt Humans, and we go that kind of Chicago territory. The Big Ten. The Michigan Wolverines. Hey, a lot of people thought the Bears, including Mike North, a radio personality in Chicago. Yeah. A lot of people thought the Bears should have gone after Jim Harbaugh as their coach. Yeah. Well, it's, I don't know if Jim Harbaugh is ever going to leave uh, because he's got a pretty good thing going. And he was trying to leave. Of, he was yeah, trying to point. leave last offseason. Uh, but he's back <laughs> and he's coming off of a pretty good year. And I think they got a lot coming for him here. Twelve and two straight up. Eleven to three against the spread a year ago. They bring back nine guys on offense. Only four on a really talented defense from a season ago. Cade McNamara, of course, under center for Harbaugh and the Michigan Wolverines. There is, I think, a lot to like about Michigan. And very quietly, I would say, you use the phrase, so I'll steal it, the cliche, potentially flying under the radar with Ohio State as a $2 favorite to win this conference. Mm -hmm. And everybody talking about them in the national sense. Here's Michigan bringing back nine guys on offense and a lot of good, talented guys on a defense. I would say that Michigan, dare I say, maybe a little underrated coming into this year, Matt? Uh, I'm not going to go that far. I actually... A bridge too far, eh? Well, I just need to see more from this Michigan team. I think things kind of just broke the right way for Michigan in terms of the schedule Yeah. in that uh, season-ending game against Ohio State. And then you saw the Wolverines. You and I talked about this, just happy to be here. It was kind of their mentality in the college Finally football playoff. and then, yeah. Right? They win the Big Ten title game in a blowout. They go to the college football playoff and just get embarrassed uh, by Georgia. Not even in the game. Uh, 34 to 11, I believe. Yeah, that was the final score. In that playoff game. Here's what concerns me about Michigan. Nobody's really talking about. Seven defensive starters from last year's team are now in the NFL. Right. So a lot of talent gone. You lost Haskins, a running back. Cade McNamara did not put up big numbers last year at quarterback. I still think even last year, uh, Harbaugh was shuffling quarterbacks a little bit. and uh, As he usually does. He doesn't really ever seem to be happy. Right. And uh, I think he's obviously going to settle on McNamara at this point. But the offense should be the strength with nine starters back. But that defense, when you lose seven starters to the NFL, I don't care how good your recruiting's been, that's significant. This this program's not at the Alabama uh, or Georgia level yet. Mm -hmm. 
what you do like as far as Michigan is the way the schedule opens. Because Colorado State, Hawaii, Connecticut, and Maryland pose no threat whatsoever. So the Wolverines are going to be 4-0, and they're not going to have to leave Ann Arbor uh, for the first month. Yeah. But when they go to uh, Iowa City on October 1st, that's going to be the real first real test to see uh, how good this Michigan team is. So you're gonna, you got four buys, essentially, and uh, then you go to Iowa to open October, a home game against Penn State, home game against Michigan State with a buy in between. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that schedule gets a little bit, uh, well, it gets a lot tougher in October. Uh, it does, but I feel like for me, like when I looked at this, the one thing that stuck out, like when you look at their opponents this year, like for their defense, missing a lot of personnel, and this is kind of true for the Big Ten as a whole. But if you look at that, which of these dynamic and explosive offenses are you really fearing outside of Ohio State that Michigan is opposing, right? I mean, you look at it across the board, and we're talking about Nebraska. Okay, right? Like, huh? I mean, they, they, that's the thing. I mean, Iowa, okay. I mean, they're not really explosive. Sean you know Clifford what the game is. And Penn State. Yeah, you know what the game uh, is against uh, a team like Iowa. And you mentioned one of the things that works in their favor. Penn State is a really tough opponent. Michigan State's a really a tough opponent. I mean, we'll even throw Nebraska. Who knows what Nebraska is at that time of the year, but I think they'll be improved. It's mm-hmm. a tough opponent. Three commonalities there. They're all playing them at home. Yeah. So, I, like, that's for me when I kind of look at Michigan and what their potential could be this year. I don't think they're making it back to the playoff, and I don't think I want to lay a buck 25 to go over nine and a half. Like, if we're talking eight and a half, be totally in. And obviously, it's a win less. So, yes, of course you'd be in. <laughs> but I think, like, when you look at it overall – I think there is certainly a possibility that this team wins those nine, ten games, given the level of offense that they're facing on their schedule, both conference and not. I've got Michigan at nine and three. Yeah, so it's not like it's crazy. I think like I'd be really intrigued to see what this defense looks like against some of those offenses because the schedule's not tough, well. and that's an right. issue. So if Michigan's ten and two, I'm not going to be stunned uh, because the schedule really sets up well for this. Well, losses to Penn State and Ohio State, or Penn State, or excuse me, Michigan State and Ohio State. You know, go ten and two. Um, Michigan's had a lot of problems with uh, the Spartans yes, they have, in yeah. recent years, so I, w- I would say I'm still going to stick with nine and three. Yeah, ten and two is not going to stun me, but I, I just don't think uh, this Michigan team Here's- is uh, elite. I mean, it's right when you lose seven defensive starters to the NFL, that's significant because, like I said, it's not Alabama, Georgia, Clemson yet. Here's my question for you. Uh, although I think once the season gets along in conference play, Colorado State's going to be a little better than, than than most people think. I don't know if even most people think about Colorado State in general. What's their point differential by the time they get to September 24th? Oh, they're going to crush these teams. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're going to smoke all three of their first. Michigan's years. probably going to be in the top five when it goes to <laughs> Iowa on October 1st because it's going to uh, obliterate each of those first four yep. opponents. Colorado State and Hawaii are rebuilding. Uh, Connecticut, <laughs> that's a... Uh, I actually like Connecticut's coaching hire, and I think eventually that team, but they're not prepared for this at this point. Yeah. And uh, Maryland uh, is a decent Big Ten team, but lower middle of the pack. Yep. Michigan's going to crush those first four teams. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb. It's not a limb. Uh, they're gonna, we're going to get an undefeated Michigan team on the road against Iowa on October 1st, and that'll be a really intriguing Big Ten game. All right, we'll take our break. When we come back, Brian Edwards, senior handicapper, Vegas Insider, is going to join us. We'll get his thoughts on where we have the Wolverines ranked and what his new win total that he added is and why he bet it. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of The Edge is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. 
Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that have helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zen understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different. Everyone is on their own journey. But whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step toward change, Zen is there for you. Check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at zen.com at zyn.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine, which is an addictive chemical. Zen.com. Let's get to Brian Edwards, senior handicapper at Vegas Insider. That's Matt Humans. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel, and Brian Edwards is with us. Now, Brian, you didn't know my name was John, right? Well, yeah, I knew it was Jonathan. Uh, <laughs> I've never heard you call John, though, and uh, I just call you JBT. So it did take me a little off guard when the producer said John. Yeah, for those uh, for those who don't know behind the scenes, we call our guest, and uh, Sean, our audio technician, uh, decided to introduce me by my name, which threw Brian for a little bit of a loop. All right. Who's John? Yeah, right. Uh, that's okay. my dad. I'm Jonathan. Okay. All right, Brian, so let's talk a little about uh, our most recent team in our Edge preseason top 40. We unveiled Michigan at number seven, so we'll open as we usually do. Too high, too low, or just right for Michigan checking in as our seventh best team in our Edge preseason poll. Uh, it's about right. Uh, I actually have them four. Uh, I think Clemson's got a better roster, but I just doubt Clemson's quarterback play, so I've got Clemson fifth. So I got Michigan four, but I mean seven, you know, enough. Uh, I had Nish, well, first off, um, they were plus 1571 in net yardage last year. They were only plus two in turnover margin, so it wasn't like they were catching all the breaks. They had nine wins by 15 or more. Um, they returned nine starters on offense, four on defense. Uh, I initially marked them 8 uh, 0 with four swing games, uh, the four swing games being at Iowa, Penn State at home, um, Michigan State at home, and at Ohio State. So I, I think they're going to lose to Ohio State. Um, out of at Iowa and Penn State at home, you know, I probably I think they probably split. I don't know which one they lose. I will say this about Penn State at home: um, Penn State's got the revenge angle and two weeks to prepare. Mm-hmm. And Michigan will be playing their seventh game in seven weeks. I do think Michigan beats Sparty with the revenge angle. I mean, they were plus uh, one fifty-seven in yardage uh, with them, but you know they let that one get away uh, in East Lansing last year. So I mean, I'll call it ten and two. I mean, they might go eleven and one. So I guess I slightly lean to the over on nine and a half, but it's not one I'm uh, I'm looking to play. I think the tricky aspect of the Iowa game on October 1st is that Michigan's going to play four cupcake opponents at home mm-hmm. in the month of September and not really be challenged before its first road game at Iowa. And uh, that's uh, not going to be an easy task against the Hawkeyes on the road. And like you said, then you got Penn State and Michigan State coming to Ann Arbor later in that month. And uh, Penn State is a team – I think is better than uh, a lot of people think with Sean Clifford at quarterback. And to your anyway, point really huh? quickly, mm-hmm. the Hawkeyes will be a little tested because they have Iowa State, mm-hmm. they have Nevada, the powerhouse that is, uh, and Rutgers on the road. So there's something there. Okay, let's get to um, the Michigan defense, Brian. I want to ask you this. How much do you chart recruiting? And uh, what did you see in the transfer portal for Jim Harbaugh? Because Michigan lost seven defensive starters to the NFL. So are you confident there's a talent there to plug those holes? Um, I, I still think they're going to be really good uh, defensively, but, you know, they did lose their top four tacklers. They lost six of their top eight uh, tacklers. So, you know, it uh, it may take a little while, but the schedule's so easy early. You know, I, I think they can 
you know, incorporate a lot of, you know, younger, uh, new guys, and they have recruited well. So I, I don't know that they'll be as good defensively as they were last year. Uh, certainly won't have Hutchinson, but I, I, I still think they'll be a pretty – uh, solid defense, and you know they they uh, should be a little better offensively. I mean, they averaged thirty five point eight last year. Um, they they may be able to you know uh, get closer to forty uh, there. So um, look, I don't think they're gonna, you know I think they're going to lose that Ohio State at the end of the year. So I, I don't think they're. I mean, they they could, they're going to be in the conversation. You know, probably you know deep into November. But it, uh, this team is not going to make a CFP again, in my opinion. No, but like JVT and I talked about in the first segment, Michigan's going to be 4-0 with four blowout wins going to that game in Iowa on October 5th, October 1st, and uh, Michigan's probably going to be a top-five team at that point, and then we'll find out what the Wolverines got when they hit the road for the first time. All right, Brian, so I know that you added a, a new season win total in this last week. Let's go to the SEC. Give us uh, your thoughts here on Mississippi State. Win total is 6.5 and, and where you're going with the Bulldogs. Yeah, I'm going to go over six and a half. Uh, this team uh, only lost 14 lettermen. Uh, they bring back nine starters on defense, uh, eight on offense. They went seven and six last year, but they were better than that. They were plus uh, 1,257 in net yardage. I mean, they out yarded LSU by 143. They lose by three. They missed a field goal in that game. I mean, th- their field goal kicking just crushed them last year. They missed three field goals at Arkansas in a three-point loss. We all know what happened at Memphis. That was nonsense on that 95-yard punt return. And um, uh, there's the stat. uh, In uh, three instances when Mike Leach has had a third-year starting QB, uh, he's won at least nine games. And uh, I don't know that they're going to win nine this year, but we only got to get to seven to go over uh, the six-and-a-half. I think Will Rogers is going to have a fantastic season. I really like their D coordinator. I like their receivers. And, um, you know, it's Mike Leach runs the air raid offense. It's all about, you know, timing, repetition. And I think Rodgers has got it down pat. And I think, uh, look, on November 12th at home, I think that, you know, I haven't seen a game of the year line for Georgia at Mississippi State, so I'm not actually betting on it now. So if Mississippi State is very injured, banged up in November, I'll forget I'm about to say this. But, but right now I think it's a really tough spot for Georgia in Starkville. They play two weeks before against Florida, the week before they play at Tennessee, and they'll have at Kentucky on deck all their biggest division games. And right there sandwiched in the middle November 12th, they have to go to Starkville. And I think Mississippi State may be the team uh, to knock off uh, Georgia, to, to give Georgia its only loss this year. All right, follow him at Vegas B. Edwards. He's high on Mike Leach and Mississippi State over six and a half and to possibly uh, knock off Georgia. Uh, Brian, Mississippi State was our 27th ranked team, by the way. 27th ranked team. Our eighth ranked team that we did yesterday was Notre Dame. And uh, are you a big Paul Feinbaum fan, Brian? Uh, Paul was very good to me, uh, way back when he had me on his show every Monday in 07, 08 and 09, but I haven't talked to him in a long time. So he doesn't care about you anymore. Uh, let's listen to Paul. (laughs) 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 He's moved on to bigger and better things. Let's listen to Paul Feinbaum, uh, break down Notre Dame and what he said about Notre Dame's uh, top 10 ranking. This is on ESPN. It's, it's Notre Dame. They should not even be in the top 10, Greeny. This is an absolute joke, and it happens every year with the AP poll, which is about as worthless as preseason NFL football. 
It's ridiculous. Notre Dame is going to get run in the first game of the season. I mean, they're going to get destroyed uh, at the big house. And then after that, they have to go to North Carolina a couple weeks later, a team that will bounce back this year. They have Clemson on this schedule, and they have SC. They'll be fortunate to go 9-3. and three. Laughable that they're in the top five or six. All right, that show, that ESPN Get Up show, I think is geared. They, they want the analysts to come out with hot takes. Bold statements, yep. right? And, and uh, you, see, yeah, you see a lot of uh, see a lot of audio clips on there of guys making bold predictions. We've had two of them on this show today for the first time, by the way. Uh, but your former friend Paul Feinbaum said it's a joke for Notre Dame to be in the top ten. What's your assessment of the Irish? And there's been a lot of bad news in camp with injuries, and they're going to be catching more than two touchdowns at Ohio State in that opener, Brian. Yeah, so um, I'm usually the one saying things like that uh, about Notre Dame. Uh, I do normally think that they're overrated, and I agree with Paul on his assessment of the AP rankings. Uh, however, I've got Notre Dame at number seven this year. Now, I haven't adjusted anything based on, you know, Avery Davis is a key injury for them at the wide receiver position. I know they've had a couple of other uh, injuries. But my question with Notre Dame is the quarterback play. Um, if the quarterback play ends up pretty, you know, being pretty good, then I think they're going to be really good. I think they've got a really good roster, um, but I, you know, I'm not positive on the QB play. We'll, we'll just have to see. I have a mark eight and two uh, with two swing games, uh, that being BYU in Las Vegas and Clemson at home. Uh, if they lose those two, you know, they, they'll go eight and four and have a disappointing season. Uh, but I don't think they're as overrated as they normally are this year. I mean, I rarely have them in my top ten, and I'm like I said, I've got them number seven. Brian Edwards, senior handicapper, Vegas Insider. Brian, it's good to talk to you, man. Thanks for the time, as always. Thanks, all. Y'all have a great week weekend. You too. I got another swing spot for uh, for Notre Dame. Circle October twenty second. Big spot. <laughs> you and LV. <laughs> Can I say really quickly <laughs> that I think Feinbaum is wrong in the sense that I think we understand that coming into this year, the gap between one, two, and three, and then the rest of college football is pretty wide. So Notre Dame could still be a top 10 team. Yeah, it's not a joke you know that I mean? Notre Dame's a top 10 team just because you're going to get blown out at Ohio State. I mean, a lot of teams get blown out at Ohio State in that season opener. I think, uh, like I said, it's, that's all about hot takes and bold statements. But Notre Dame is still a fringe top 10 team. All right, we come back. I walked into the studio to the biggest smile I've ever seen. We'll talk about that. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Edge on VSN, the sports betting network. Pocket cash with popular picks. Join Levi's 501 Pop Culture Pools for free. And answer questions for a shot at a share of $10,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Levi's now to get in on the action. Levi's buy better, wear longer. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply to DraftKings.com for details. We usually don't plan these things, Matt, but guess what? Levi's, baby. Bam. Wearing Levi's? Yes, I am. Okay. Look at that. Nice. How about that, huh? Like a male model. <laughs> <laughs> I totally did that fluidly and athletically. I did not pull my hamstrings in any way whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. I'm out of breath now. I'm Impressive. not, not going to do that. Uh, how about let's start golf. We got the second stop in the FedEx Cup playoffs, the BMW Championship. And just like everyone thought at the top of the leaderboard today, Keegan Bradley and Adam Scott. Yeah, right? Good start uh, for both of them. Yeah, exactly. Keegan Bradley, a long shot, seven under. Adam Scott, six under. Harold Varner is one of those guys you can bet to be a first-round leader He's a, he's a fast starter. He's a five under in the clubhouse today. He's not going to lead after the first round, but only two strokes back. Justin Thomas is right there with Shane Lowry. My best bet looks like it's going to be Colin Morikawa. I've got him at 23 to one. He's at four under. He's finished for the day. Cameron Young is at two under through eight. And um, a couple guys off to rough starts today. John Rahm, uh, two over mm-hmm. uh, through the front nine. And Will Zalatoris, not going to back up his win with uh, back-to-back wins, uh, I think Willie Z is two over par uh, right now as well. So I'm disappointed to see John Rahm off to such a poor start. Tony Finau, as I said, you mentioned. <laughs> Tony Finau's also shot himself out of it. Uh, Finau six over in the clubhouse today, um, uh, one stroke out of last place with uh, 68 players in this field. So throw out Finau. John Rahm is uh, about to shoot himself out of it. Colin Morikawa, Cameron Young, still in the hunt uh, with about eight holes to play for most uh, players who are still on the course today. Let's get to NFL preseason best bets. I was sticking so far with the first two games I put out Tuesday morning with uh, Mitch Moss and Paul Howard on Follow the Money. Dolphins plus two against the Raiders and Cowboys 
um, betting against the Cowboys. And the Cowboys are now 0-5 straight up in ATS the last two preseasons under Mike McCarthy. They're going to play Chargers minus three over the Cowboys. Dolphins plus two. Chargers minus three, and tonight you have a play on the Chicago Bears. Yeah, right? I forgot to send it to Santos, so forgive me, Matt. Uh, but yes, Chicago plus three and a half against the Seattle Seahawks, with the fact that Drew Locke is not going to be available. And you kind of alluded to this when we talked about it. I would assume that means that Geno Smith, who is is the presumed starter at this point as mm-hmm. we get closer to the regular season, is not going to have that long of a leash, and it's going to be mostly Jacob Eason. Trevor Simeon played really well against Kansas City. In the time in which he was kept clean, the numbers were good for Justin Fields if he's going to be out there. So I do think that uh, the market might be a little too high on Seattle in this situation at home against Chicago. Give me the Bears, who actually ended up winning against the Kansas City Chiefs despite a poor start from their offense. Yeah, I kind of like your play there. You know, speaking of the Dolphins play I've got against Raiders, uh, Tua's had some say tough practices. He's been throwing what? some picks. I, I've, all I've heard is that it's incredible. Oh, I know. I, I saw Tyreek Hill talking about how Tua's on on par with uh, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, right? Why is his name escaping me? Head coach of the Dolphins, but I saw an interview with him. Mike McDaniel. Yeah, thank you, Mike McDaniel, uh, who who was most accurate quarterback I've ever seen, most catchable oh, ball that he's I've ever seen. Well, like get okay, out of here. We get it. You're selling it, but you don't have to do this whole thing. No, but I think Tua's going to get some playing time. Probably Tyreek Hill too, and even if uh, they don't play much at all, Skylar Thompson really played well. He was the only quarterback to play for the Dolphins in the preseason game at Tampa Bay last week. And uh, I think the Raiders are going to treat this. Josh McDaniels is very close to the vest yes, he is. with information. But I think the Raiders kind of treat this as a throwaway game because they've got four preseason games. I really believe week four for them, week three in the preseason against the Patriots is going to be the dress rehearsal week for the Raiders because they've got two more, a little more than two weeks before the first game. So that makes a lot more sense to play Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, a lot of your first team guys against the Patriots in week three and uh, just evaluate uh, more backups here in week two. So I like the Dolphins plus two. I think that line's dropped to one at a lot of places. And the Cowboys are dealing with a little bit of an injury to C.D. Lamb. I still think the Cowboys are probably going to treat week three as dress rehearsal and uh, probably set a lot of guys out this week. And still, JVT, a very sloppy uh, team. 17 penalties for 129 yards in week one against the Broncos. I don't see any sort of buy sign on the Cowboys and the Chargers, after blowing that game last week to the Rams, uh, I, I do think you'll start to see Brandon Staley play a few more guys. And maybe this is a game. By the way, the Cowboys and Chargers have been practicing together all week. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, uh, Cowboys are a fade. The Cowboys are a bet against team. And I, you know, I kind of feel that way about the whole season for the Cowboys, too. And playing them under the win total at 10.5 at bet MGM. And remember, as these preseason games get started, uh, to see what we're going to see from a total standpoint, 14-3 uh, to the over through the first 17 games. Mm-hmm. So as we get play started today with a total of 39.5, we'll see if that trend continues. We have seen the market kind of start to come down a little bit, though. Uh, for example, we talked about the opening average total uh, in, what, the low 40s? I think it was like 40, 41. So the, like uh, the, in week one, the totals... The opening totals average 33. This week, actually, the first week is 33 and a half. This week is 41 yep. was the average opening total. And if you look at from the rotation standpoint heading into tomorrow, the totals we're looking at now on the market, 39 and a half, 40, 39 and a half, 38, 39. So while they are still a little bit higher, they're starting to make their way down. So we'll see if this is going to be the case for these preseason games. All right. We'll talk about this with baseball yep. real quickly. Go ahead. Wayne Krivsky, former GM of the Cincinnati oh, yeah, Reds, yeah. who's been on the show with us. Friend of the show. He uh, mentioned this note last night. I wasn't watching the game, so I didn't see it. The Cleveland Baseball Club scored six runs after a wild pitch on a strike three call that would have been the third out last night. How about that? 
for good luck if you happen to bet on Cleveland. And do you think you felt lucky if you won with the New York Yankees last night? I think it did, considering how poorly they played. And I mentioned <laughs> one of their – they played recently, I should say, not yesterday. Um, and I mentioned the big smile that I got, and that was Matt Santos, our producer. I was right. I was right. You said he had personal things going on. I said, no, nah, it's just the Bronx Bombers, Blues. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I think it's both. And, and sure enough, I walk in. Man, it's the first thing he says. Aha, how about the Yankees? <laughs> walk off Grandy 8 to 7, the did final he say, score. Like, like that? Ha-ha. I think he did, yeah. Uh, okay. uh, Yankees finally get a win. Is Are they off the schneid with one win, or do you have to get no. multiple wins? No, I think it's just a big relief because – there's been a, a like an impending cloud of doom hanging over the Yankees, <laughs> and uh, the fact that they get that win kind of clears the air a little bit. Last night they were down seven to four after a Rollis Chapman gave up a bases clearing double uh, in the tenth inning last night. So Josh Donaldson hits the grand slam, and the Yankees, I think, now are three and eleven in their past fourteen games. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. good for them. They uh, they made it through. And one more note too. Speaking of, uh, you talk about like kind of blues, especially in the New York area. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Mets finally kind of get this to stop. They stopped the streak for the Atlanta Braves, who had gone into that one like seven, I think was straight, something like that. Yeah. Uh, and they get a nine seven win, although it was a little dicey. Yeah. And uh, they gave up two run runs in the bottom of the ninth, but eventually they did get it done if against you the Braves. Max Scherzer to a four run lead. Yep. You think uh, you're going to be pretty safe? might be pretty comfortable with that bet. That was not the case last night. The Braves rallied. Scherzer had some trouble in the seventh inning, but the Mets hold on to win that game 9-7 to seven as $1.50 favorites, and that was a win the Mets needed. And uh, Edwin Diaz night. did pitch. He pitched in the eighth inning, so yeah. uh, that was out there. All right, let's talk uh, about games today. It's a short slate because we actually have a lot of day games um, that are currently either underway or final. How'd your best bet on the Rockies do today? Uh, the best bet on the Rockies that I did not have. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to say that it didn't go well. 13-0 Cardinals. Okay, there we go. Uh, Albert Pujols hit a grand slam home run number 690. Somewhere, Artie Moreno, career. since the All-Star break, you know, he's hitting over 400. Somewhere, Artie Moreno's like, I told you, he's still got something <laughs> left. Uh, yeah. It's going well for Pujols uh, now that he's away from Anaheim and it's post-All-Star break. But, yep, 13 to nothing. He continues to deliver. And the Cardinals, speaking of this, too, I mean, all these games are very important. The Cardinals still in control of the Central and uh, are in control of one of those spots in the postseason. And right now, Milwaukee, two games back. Mm-hmm. OLI, as they say, outside looking into the postseason. Well, Milwaukee uh, Brewers off to a good start today. Bottom of the eighth, they lead the Dodgers 5-3. to three. Uh, Dodgers haven't lost too many games recently. How about... Tonight's game, let's wrap up the show with the uh, Blue Jays and Yankees to make our producer happy. What do you think? Well, I think so. And I actually, this is pretty fascinating because you get Frankie Montas, who's kind of been a little of a disappointment for the Yankees mm-hmm. since they acquired him, but you get the pitching machine that used to be Jose Barrios that is on the hill for the Toronto Blue Jays. And this is kind of the theme that I've been harping on over the last week or so, which is Toronto kind of being overvalued by the market. But this is pretty fascinating because you get Barrios, who has not pitched well in any sense whatsoever, against the Yankees lineup that finally broke out. Out yesterday with Montas on the hill, the Yankees are a dollar fifty favorite with a total eight and a half. Uh, but I got to say, given the sample size of both teams, I don't know how you feel comfortable backing either one. But I would lean here toward the Yankees, even at the minus one fifty price, because Barrios, you have seen not a sliver of I think good performance from him. Yeah, I think the Yankees might be able to carry over some of that momentum from last night against a pitcher uh, they should be able to hit today. In the Blue Jays. I don't want to lay a buck fifty. That price is a little bit too high, but I think the Yankees probably win back-to-back games if I had to bet on it. Yeah, we also get later tonight too. Don't forget, uh, Jacob Degrom will be on the hill for the New York Mets as uh, they have this series with the Atlanta Braves still going. Max Fried on the other side, so it's going to be a good one. It's a good night of baseball. Yesterday was pretty solid too. 
You want to talk about Royals and Rays as we get out of here? Not really. We got okay. 20, 10 seconds left. Wrap it up. That's enough time. All right. We're all done. Beaston.com. Hey, by the way, uh, there's an NBA column up. How about that? I made an observation about every okay. single regular season schedule in the NBA. Check that out and much more on the website. Beaston.com. We'll see you. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.